You're listening to Mischief Media. Hey, Clancy, you remember how when we used to drive to work? Uh, when we used to what to wear? And we would just put on a podcast or a book and learn something passively while doing something else like driving. Is that why people listen to us to learn? Oh, I hope not. No, uh, they should listen to us to laugh. To learn, they should check out Knowable. It's a new app where experts offer audio courses in leadership, business, wellness, and more. Okay, well, this sounds perfect for me. Sometimes I have a hard time reading ad copy, much less entire books. Yeah, and Knowable courses are perfect for that. With fun 10-minute daily audio lessons from top thinkers, experts, authors, and weekly live discussions, it's perfect for multitasking. So it's like Spotify for personal development? Yeah, that's a solid elevator pitch. Good job. Comprehensive podcast-style audio courses. What are they about? Well, there's a course on improv that the UCB did and another one on launching a startup with a founder of Reddit, uh, Alexis Sohanian. Oh, so I could learn improv while doing chores? Yes, and you could start doing chores. How dare you? Get hundreds of hours of educational content with Knowable's entire library of courses, all ad-free at a special rate of $50 a year for a limited time. But guess what? You can get an extra 20% off for being one of our listeners. Just download the Knowable app and use code NONPLUSSED for 20% off your subscription and tap into the knowledge of 200 experts at the top of their field ad-free. Again, just download the Knowable app and use code NONPLUSSED for 20% off your first subscription. I'll think to that. And one for Mahler. I thought we weren't doing new stuff. I thought we weren't doing things that we've seen before. Well, but that's, I mean, the point is, is that it's like new this week. And so I got to be an opportunistic whore about it. And like, also, it's not just on Disney Plus. So if you want to watch it on another platform, you can and still enjoy our content. Clancy. I'm just, I'm trying to be business savvy. I, I guess we're doing it for the SEO. I guess we're doing it for the SEO. Isn't that enough? That is for me. Okay. Another episode of Non Plus to Gay Romp through the Disney Plus Vault. That over there is my husband Clancy. And over there is my husband Josh. And we are Non Plus to Mischief Media Podcast. Hello and welcome once again. We're back. Uh yeah, we're we're back, back, back again. I don't know. It's it's we're episode here. two of the third season. Yeah. We're getting back into the groove of things. And of course, as always, we want to remind you about what's new. Over on Mischief Merch, they have a Dearest Gentle Reader selection. Lady Whistledown, XOXO. I think that's a Bridgerton reference. Okay. Um, We've got some very into rap musical stuff. We've got some house necklaces that are kind of cute. Oh, they've got, they've got jewelry now. Yeah. Well, yes. And also look at these Wanda Hex and Trick Arrow okay. um, plus size, like plus size leggings. Like Ladies sports, sports and bra, germs yeah. and mm-hmm. friends of all nerms. Um, yeah, it's it's it all lot. here. And if it's MCU themed or if it's non-plus themed, maybe we'll ask Jordan to get some non-plus leggings up in here. All I'm saying is if it's under either of those themes, what's the code, Clancy? Uh, non-plus 10. Yes, at checkout to get 10% off your order. Or is it $10? 
It's one of those. It's one of those. You get 10 something. You get 10 off. something. You get 10 somethings, and that's more than n- no nothings. Yes. You know what I mean? What else? Well, we've got some new stuff coming to Disney Plus uh, next month. We're at the end of the month, so we may as well um, uh, update some folks. West Side Story hits the platform March 2nd. Yeah, that's exciting. That's exciting. It really, really it. is. Uh, March 4th, we've got Russia's Wild Target. That Russia's Wild. I don't give a fuck about Russia. I right was now. just about to say, so that's let's keep moving. Awful. Um, March 11th, Turning Red. Yay. Yes. And then also this little special called Embrace the Panda, Making Turning Red. Looking exciting. I'm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to slash am excited for both of those. Absolutely. That's where I was going. Yeah. What else do we have? Um, ooh, Spidey and his amazing friend season one, five episodes. Yeah, that's going to be March 16th. We've got some more Muppet babies coming March 16th as well. Cheaper by the dozen on March 18th. That'll probably end up on our show at some point. At some point. Um, we've got the wonderful spring of Mickey Mouse on March 25th. Uh, and of course, Moon Knight premieres on March 30th. We'll link CNET's coverage to everything coming in March. Yeah. Um, really excited for that Moon Knight. I'm, I'm itching for more Marvel content. We Absolutely. keep getting. Absolutely. We got like the, the, the big game spot for Doctor Strange that revealed a lot. And apparently there's another. I'll go ahead and link it to any of you big Marvel heads in the show notes. But there's another spot that is not available online yet, but that was also. Um, like there, there's a really good breakdown video of it. So if you're a big lore nerd like me, um, it'll probably be fun for you to watch. But um, yeah, it's you know it's that time of year where the buzz is rising and the news is coming, and and uh, I am very very excited. Yeah, same. Um, but we've got to get to it. We always do our research on Wikipedia, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and Box Office Mojo this week for the SEO of it all. What are we doing, Clancy? We're doing Freeman. Oh, sorry. Free Guy. Free Guy, <laughs> uh, which was released last year, August 13th, 2021, with a generous runtime of an hour and 55 minutes. Yeah. Uh, it was directed by Sean Levy. He did the Night of the Museum series and Stranger Things. Yep. Uh, screenplay is by Matt Lieberman, who did the recent Adams Family, animated Adams Family, and the Christmas Chronicles, which are the Netflix. Yeah. Um, what's that? The Netflix Santa movies. With what's his name? Kurt Russell? No. Kurt Russell. Is it Kurt Russell? It is Kurt Russell. Yeah. You're right. Um, and then uh, also Zach Penn uh, did, this, uh, did the screenplay too. He worked on Incredible Hulk, which was the Edward Norton, the MCU Hulk. Mm-hmm. And he's also worked on X2 and X-Men The Last Stand. Yeah. And then, it explains why some of the references are in this film are dated. Exactly. And then for the music, we've got Christoph Beck. He did the music for Paper Man. The short Paper Man, yes. Yeah, which is super cool. For the cast, we've got Ryan Reynolds as guy slash blue shirt guy, the NPC who gains self-awareness. Uh, Jody Comer plays Millie or the Molotov girl. Uh, she's the player slash game dev looking for the original game game's source code. Yep. Joe Keery as Keys, an employee of game developer Tsunami and Millie's former colleague. He's the cutie from Stranger Things. Yes, and he is a cutie. He's such a cutie. Those locks. We got mm. Lil, Lil Ray Howery as Buddy, another NPC, uh, the security guard at the bank, and yeah, Guy's best friend. The most delightful character. Such a delight. Utkarsh Ambedkar as Mouser, Keys' co-worker. He is a cutie. And you know, when they did the reboot of The Electric Company, yeah. educational show, he did a lot of rapping on it. Oh, that's rad. Yes. Uh, we have Taika Watiti. You might have heard of him before. Uh, he played Antoine, the CEO of Tsunami. Yep. Matty Carteropel as Keith, a player, and Channing Tatum as Revengeman Buttons, his avatar. Uh, <laughs> Channing, all I have to say is Channing any, Tatum in this movie is such a delight. He absolutely. A delightful cameo. Any, I've got a whole list of cameos later. But. Any movie that has Channing Tatum in it just 
any movie that has Channing Tatum where he's allowed to be a goofball. Those are the best Channing Tatum. Well, when movies. has he not been allowed but to be this, a goofball? There's there's somewhere he has to be serious. Oh, I'm the big beef. Uh, fair. It's not all 21 Jump Street. No, but, but, you I, know but I loved this him in Magic Mike. Sure, like, but you absolutely. know what this isn't, Clancy? Hmm. It's not a Channing Tatum movie. It's not a so Channing Tatum movie. So we're not going to jump into a Channing Tatum side. That said, he's the first person we see. Is he? Yes, because he's the guy that comes down at the beginning of the film. Oh, yeah. So, like, it's still not a chance. I don't. It's not Channing Tatum's movie, but it should be. It's not what we're here for. <laughs> it's not what we're here for. Any thoughts before we get started? Um, I, we, we saw this in theaters. Yes, um, we're breaking our own rules again for the SEO of it all. Yeah. Uh, we saw this in theaters, so like we we had obviously have seen this before. Yeah, I enjoyed it in the movie theater. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, you, what you said to me when we finished this movie was, I think I enjoyed it more than when we watched it in theaters. And what I said to you was, I think I enjoyed it less. Yeah, so we'll get into <laughs> so what let's that dive means, in, shall we? Yeah, let's <laughs> let's get into it. My name is Guy, and I live. Paradise. Good morning, Goldie. I've lived here in Free City my whole life. I've got a best friend, I've got a goldfish, and I work at the bank. What more could a guy want? Sunday should be warm and sunny, just a scattering of drive. Guy is a non-player character in Free City, an MMORPG developed by Tsunami Studio who is perhaps understandably unaware that the world he lives in is a video game. He reveres the sunglasses people as heroes who can do anything they want, while he works as a bank teller alongside his best friend and security guard, Buddy. In the real world, Millie Rusk is a software developer playing Free City as Molotov Girl, trying to find evidence that source code she wrote, along with her friend Keys, was stolen by Tsunami head developer Antoine Hovacelic. She catches Guy's attention by singing the NPC's favorite song, Fantasy, by Mariah Carey, and he begins to deviate from his programming. Taking a pair of sunglasses from a player robbing the bank, Guy sees Free City through a unique version of the player's interface and tries to catch up with Millie. So, again, we we get Channing Tatum right at the beginning of this. Now, I will say, the visual effects in this movie are very much sort of video game. But that's the point. Yeah. The effects are big, but they definitely look more like a really fancy cutscene. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But it still has that like sort of realism to it. It helps solve the verisimilitude of of the situation. There's some things that I'm okay with about the idea and concept of the developing AI within the game. I have very few problems with things that happen within the game yeah. other than as a predominantly PvP game, which means player versus player. Sure. It's where you attack other people, for those of you who are non-gamers. My point is, is as a concept, Free City seems fine. Fair. Anyway, yeah. even as we are going big here, I'm getting Lego movie vibes from this, yes. right? Like in terms of their yes, world yes, building yes. and their setup. Mm-hmm. In the theater, even, I was like, uh, am I bought in yet? I, I needed more from them and more of a differentiation from them. That said, I do enjoy what is effectively a meta commentary on video game violence. Yes. Seeming benign or not a problem. To a degree, the NPCs are kind of representing a general populace on Wii 2 video game violence mm-hmm. that I myself am perhaps a degree guilty of, but also as a consumer who spends his own money that he earns on video games, I tend to personally not spend money on video games where this kind of violence is the main 
gameplay aspect. I'm not casting a judgment on it, but like, I don't play GTA. It's not yeah. a thing. Um, and, that's, and, and, and if that's, this is PVP GTA, yeah, no thanks. Like that's literally not for me. I'll probably watch someone play Fortnite. Similar, like it's a, it's too frenetic. I I sweat when I play Overwatch. Like I can't. This isn't no, no. a game that I can handle. He definitely does. Yeah, I think that this this game is not something that, I, and I agree, I would play. Listeners, whether or not you know it, I have worked inside of this industry and to a degree still do, and I've got thoughts and feelings and i know some of you listening have worked at some of the same places i do and you like this movie and i'm gonna ruin it for you and i don't give a <laughs> shit i, I mean yeah. the marketing for free city 2 is about one of the only accurate things about the gaming industry in the film because it's very interface and coming soon free city 2 bigger Free City to Carnage. Pre-order today and get the bonus mayhem. You done? Sorry. I, are you closing? Uh, yes. I usually don't put the chairs on the tables one small coffee over four hours, girl. You really like that game, huh? My 12-year-old nephew is addicted. Seems like everyone's I wish we weren't closing so I could hear more about this. That honestly, again, sort of adds a little bit of that, like, okay, this buys me in. They well, did it the happens research. in industry when, um, when what was the one that Fortnite knocked over? Um, PUBG. That's it. When PUBG hit, everybody was like, oh no, what's going to be the PUBG killer? And then the answer was Fortnite. Um, but yeah. both are still going strong and both have their own audiences. And it's a whole other discussion. My point is one thing that this film does really well early on is when guy does start to deviate from his programming as it his is, loop yep really early on they capture the sense of fear and urgency of stepping outside of what's expected of you mm -hmm. he guy starts to wonder like well what if i didn't get this specific coffee and everybody in the room is like something's different what 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 i'd like to try a cappuccino please but you get a medium coffee, cream, two sugars. That's what you get. That's what everyone gets. Every day, always. Well, hey, somebody's about to get shot. Sir Johnny, I just thought I'd try something different today, you know? Whatever, right? Ah! They're just keeping you on your toes. Coffee, cream, two sugars, please. Uh, I'm joking. <laughs> hey, this feels like growing up in the South. Yeah. Yay. No, it's <laughs> absolutely. This is like trying to walk into Walgreens to buy condoms as a 16-year-old gay. Exactly. <laughs> what I think is probably the strongest thing in this movie and the bank later after the coffee, after he's questioning, what if I make a different choice? Yeah. And, and they, they have that exchange about... Um, this isn't something you do. What if I did step out from behind the bank counter for what? What if I did grab that gun? What if I did take those glasses and and it changes his whole perspective? I like in terms of it's almost a fairy tale storytelling. Yeah. I like that. That's how we make the change that the character it's it's the I want moment in a Disney in any other Disney film. Mm -hmm. The character is making a choice to change. And I like how that sort of crystallizes. But what I also love about that moment is the player character it's happening with because up until we cut to the film reminding us that this is a player character yeah there's no reason to assume that there's anything but a really shitty dude playing this 
you know, mask, go, everybody on the ground. Burp, burp, burp. Oh, yeah. But if you stop before you even get to the joke, if you stop and look at the character, his suit is all clouded. He's in a bowler hat. Yes. There's all sorts of little interesting details that, yes, happen in video games. People play characters. Then all of this is happening. The glass is cut. And then there's the cut to the two people playing the game. And it's two tween girls. Yes. Hi. I'm going to need your sunglasses. Ooh. Ow. I'm just going to, I'm going to need your sunglasses for a second. What the hell do you think you're doing? Go back to your side, man. He's just an NPC. Waste that mother. Okay. Just, just need to borrow them for a sec. Okay. Back off. Just. There's a representation matters point here, because if you imagine the type of person who would assume this movie was written and directed for them and would still be right on a lot of points, but that cutaway joke. 10 years ago would not have been those little girls. I would wager the cutaway joke 10 years ago would have been an old woman. I don't know. There was something so progressive about it. And we come back to them multiple times. It was really funny because, and and, you know, even that, and on their, on their desk, like they had like a stack of Xbox games and on the top of it is dark souls. And it's just like, that's what these girls are playing. I fucking love it. It's absolutely delightful. And you know what? Yes. 10, 12, 14 year old girls are absolutely playing these games. And if you're one of the person who thinks that games like this are just for dudes, let me tell you, as someone who has marketed violent games to the audiences, there are plenty of women out there smoking your ass in Overwatch. Hell yes. Let that sit with you for a minute. The competitive games that you like to play, there is a non-zero chance that a woman Maybe even a trans woman is better at this game than you. Josh has crawled up the wall. <laughs> um. Also, <laughs> none of those guys are listening to this show. No, not at all. <laughs> I absolutely love that his ATM password was all just ones. That but is, it's, it's a good chuckle. It's always just, but it, it's just funny that it's all ones. And especially because, because he's generic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But also it just, and. I just implore anybody like I just please don't use the word password as your password because I literally had to deal with this this week and someone got their email hacked and sent out 3000 emails because their password was password their password password oh lord like what the fuck the moral of the story is it's great when movie characters have cheeky passwords but yeah look this is not an ad we use one password it's great look into it please Moving on. Millie's friend Keys, a fellow developer working at Tsunami, and his coworker Mouser believe Guy is a hacker and unsuccessfully try to ban him from the game. Guy follows Molotov Girl to the stash, which holds evidence of her source code, where she advises him to level up after their failed break-in. Taking her advice, he speed levels via nonviolent quests, becoming a worldwide sensation known as Blue Shirt Guy. Leveled up, he rescues a captured Molotov girl and attempts to kiss her, confusing Millie as that shouldn't be possible. Keys reveals Blue Shirt Guy is an NPC, but his self-awareness, romantic interest, and impact on other NPCs came from artificial intelligence code containing Millie's personal preferences, which Keys programmed into life itself, the original game they developed. Keys agrees to help Millie retrieve their code before Free City is wiped from Tsunami servers to make way for the sequel, Free City 2. When Millie explains the whole situation to Guy, he understandably has an existential crisis. 
let's just get into the techno babble portion <laughs> because I, I, it, it, it's, it's really, and again, this is a problem that hackers has. This is a problem that all of these movies that have computers in them have, and it is trying to, they're going for the four quadrant audience and trying to make the reality of the situation sound as understandable to literally the least common denominator in the audience. Yes. 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 There is no God mode. That's not a thing that exists truly in games in the way that they showed what it is. So my experience is that it's an account level thing. Like your account is sort of like flagged as being able to do certain things. And you have a completely different build of the game in which to open a console and enter commands. Absolutely. Now, does this mean that you are rebuilding a building and like shuffling all of its things on around. a live server? No, absolutely not. All you're doing is flying around. Like the most that you'd be doing is clipping through everything. And yeah. honestly, I feel like that would have been better. Yeah. Cause, cause, uh, spoiler alert as, as someone on that side of the video game world, you really can't just move. <laughs> you just move through anything. Is it? You're not bound by the physics of the world that you've created. I think is the point that you're trying to make. Yeah. No, you didn't have it, to it, build a Fortnite ladder out of a building. You literally could have just flown through the building and you could have gone to the top and, and done whatever shit. If you've played the newer Spider-Man game on PlayStation, sometimes this accidentally happens when you're web swinging exactly. and you're just stuck in a building with no floors and can't get out. That was the other thing. There wasn't anything in this game that really was like buggy, which was kind of funny. They kept like, saying there was, but you didn't see that. You didn't see like the person just walking into the wall, a, a car just suddenly popping out of nowhere or, or things popping in and out of view. Like that happens even in fucking Horizon Forbidden West in cutscenes, like things are popping in. And that is a triple A shipped game. We're in a world of games where this is all sort of like possible. And we are on the edge of an AI revolution. Where a little this bit. This is yeah. all sort of possible. So the things that bring me out of this fucking movie are all of the things they do about the video game stuff. This studio is not, this is not what video game studios look like. I, I'm sorry. Maybe it's just that I worked at one of the big ones, but they just look like office buildings. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. things that look fancy and big and spicy, you know, I've toured you through a few buildings. Mm -hmm. They're the places where you take the public to make the place look cool. Everything else looks like a fucking dorm room. Like yeah. even on the developer's teams, all the overhead lights are off. Everybody's working in their little troll cave. That's got all of their anime posters or their action figures or whatever all around. And I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what, there's not a team of QA doing live support tickets in God mode like this on a live server. And they're not sharing a floor with art QA that's developing for a sequel in a building that's that big in Seattle. You've lost me. That's the thing. And we, I get we it. only see w people working on one level in this building. T technically two. Well, yeah, three. His office is up. The lobby is down. And then you get the, 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 the server floor. room. Right, which we'll get into later. But and, we, and and again, I'm one of the few people in the audience who's going to stand up and go, "No," at this movie because also these scenes. But it oh, this this art team were all on standing desks, sitting right next to each other. That's not the way that works. None of that. No, it's not. Everything about the inside of this game studio seems GD bonkers to me, and you've lost me. Yeah, you've fucking lost me. That said, Taika Waititi's character in this, which, I mean, he comes in a little bit later, but he is delightful. I love him as the idea of what a shitty video game CEO Absolutely. is like. Because, yeah, those guys exist, and you worry that they're going to get in charge of studios. Right. Um, but, yeah, I just, it, 
And and even the in-game chase, it's been a while since I played it in MMO with any regularity, but I'm pretty sure it's rare as fuck for in-game support to also be QA. Wait, and why is, well, they wouldn't interact with voice chat? You wouldn't ever hear my voice as a support person in the MMO that I worked on. It would all be in-game chat. Someone, be it the director, the writers, or the producer said, I don't know. Folks our age who haven't played video games might not I, get X, Y, Z. I feel it like it was probably trust your audience for sure. Yeah, yeah. How refreshing is it that we've heard an F word on Disney plus kind of nice, right? Like it, there are so many, there, there's a, a shit is said a ton and I love it. A couple of times they say piss too. Yeah. And, and, and but it, I feel like that's not new for the platform. There's a few PG 13 films here. There is, but nothing that really has an F word really in no, it. No, and they don't even use it aggressively because he's no. saying good morning to his fish. Good morning, Goldie. Good morning, Goldie. Good fucking morning, Goldie. I have three words for you. Blue shirt guy. BSG is leveling up and at a record pace by playing the hero. It's got people all over the world asking, just who is this guy? I don't know who this guy is, but he's outskilling all these players. And here he is taking out a beef of it, a level one or two from Clan Ragnarok. This is bullshit. You know, it's Ryan Reynolds, so obviously it's right. got a bit of, you know, uh, color to it. But, like, at the same time, it was like, it it was nice and it didn't feel forced. To Ryan Reynolds' credit, it sounds like Guy rather than Deadpool. Yeah. Even though he's kind of doing the same thing, Ryan Reynolds, as gorgeous as he is, he, he's a solid character actor. No, he, it, can, he can pivot a little bit. I think he can play the, you know, the, the sort of, um, uh, aloof Michael Scott esque, like, you know, he's got jokes and things like that, but yet he's not completely goofy and clueless, goofy and clueless. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But also like when you consider his career and how he sort of, he broke big in two guys, a girl in a pizza place. Yeah. Sitcoms all about pulling funny faces and being oh, able to make sure. in, like incredible, ridiculous moments land and yeah he pulls it honestly if i think if it were anyone else in the role of guy in this film it might have fallen apart which in and of itself is kind of sad because i think that millie should be a bigger character here and ultimately she is kind of like lego movie who is actually the most skilled one and it just happens to be the idiot who's just saving the day yeah i know there's tropes here that i feel like the the film is trying to fight against actively but even in doing so because it's all a bunch of white men trying to fight against those tropes it still hits a bit of a barrier but yeah. it's progress. And I could, again, I'm being pedantic. That's why you come to this show to hear me get mad about stupid shit. Except maybe it's not so stupid when we're talking about representation and about how different perspectives from white men who are not. Anyway, my point is, this is why you're all here, isn't it? Isn't it? Yes. <laughs> okay. One of the other things I will say that they got right about sort of this world yeah. is the um, sort of flashback interview about life itself happens. Yes, uh, I, but I still have criticisms, despite the fact that, bless her heart, Terry Schwartz is an IGN producer. Yeah, they made her ask about a relationship between two game developers. And I can promise you that's the first time Terry has ever done that they in her professional they don't, career. They don't do if that. That's what film reporters do. That is not what game reporters do. You know, I've, I've got to ask. There is a lot of chemistry between the two of you. Has this evolved into nope. more than... <laughs> no way, no. No, it's uh, a strictly platonic, like best friends. Friendship. And now your game is going to be released by Tsunami, one of the biggest publishers in the world. It's crazy. It is, yeah. Also, that interview would not happen on a show floor because what you don't hear, because they understandably don't pipe in that sound because it would be awful, 
is thousands of people around you engaging in the convention yeah. that they're even if it's an indie game convention, you've got a separate room, there's a little booth. Maybe you've got a TV screen with a logo. Maybe you have a pull-up banner. That was literally my life for six years at a certain video game company. And again, you're losing me. But yeah. at least the at least the tone of the interview and how they wrote it, how they wrote the two developers, that at least felt accurate. I feel like I've worked with those developers before. You know, please I, tell I, me you'll I stop see- me if it sounds like I'm jerking off about <laughs> being in video games too much. No, I absolutely I feel like I'm not. No, no, I absolutely would. And I, and I would, there are, there are points where like, you know, when it comes to film production things that I go off on those same tangents and, you know, thank you. You're very permissible. Thank yes. you. Coming back to it, like in that interview where he's talking about, oh yeah, I see code. I, I see things in ones and zeros. He's like, no, you don't. That's not how coding works. Code. 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 Yeah. Here we go. It's, it's not just zeros and ones. It's hidden messages. I like to think of myself actually as not a code writer, but, but an author. I just use zeros and ones instead of words because, because, because words will let you down. But zeros and ones, never. Zeros and ones are as cool as shit. He's not kidding. I'm not. No. You don't code in binary. Okay, yeah, fair. Okay, so the dialogue, but again, that's another thing where they're trying <laughs> techno to technobabble. It's it, technobabble for the lowest common denominator. That's not like, how you code a game. No, but even as like guy starts to level up, they'd never call it a portal gun and use those colors in the real game because Valve would come after them. Yeah, uh, they use all this other game terminology, but don't call his approach like a piece run. He's farming. Yeah, he's farming, but he's also farming player characters. Right. Which in and of itself, and that's why, of course, they get all these real world streamers. You got your Pokemon, you got your ninja, whatever, who come in and help lend legitimacy to a lot of this. But I, with all of this PvP element to the game. It would also be kind of weird that this NPC is helping some players going after others, helping other. And it's just, well, and that's, I guess that's kind of the thing. Like there are people that do passivist runs through world of Warcraft where they don't kill anybody and they do yeah, that sort of thing. But he, he and he's like, I'm not going to be violent, but then he is violent to the player characters. He is, but he never kills them. Right. He's, he's <laughs> just disarming them and taking their guns and away. taking their HUD, which again, as a player, I'd be like, what, what the fuck is this glitchy ass game? And then you would start getting more customer complaints. I just don't know that it would but become also, this worldwide phenomenon. But here's the other thing though. Keys and Mouser are tipped off about blue shirt guy and show up immediately where he is yeah. and try to take him out. What happened during that montage of him going through levels one through 100? Did they not think that's why to I'm saying also do something. If about you've it. played video games like this, this progression does not make sense. Why wouldn't somebody have just deleted the NPC right. and rebuilt it or whatever? Like it's, you know what they could do that with mine in world of Warcraft. If you still play and you're on the horde side, I'm pretty sure Hermf, the topless goblin wearing bunny ears is still sitting in Orgrimmar under a <laughs> palm tree, staring into a lake. And when you click on him, he says the bunny ears, what? It's fashion. He's there. And you know what? He could go like that. Exactly. Like it, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. Absolutely nonsense. It's booby trapped with spawn points. That's not, that's not what right. a spawn point's a spawn point. that place booby trapped to spawn points. Millie, I can't help you. But also, this is a player's, like we learn later, this is a player's stash. 
So how has a player been able to booby trap In, implement NPCs into its yeah, layer? That's a little weird. There's a lot of extra layers to whatever the fuck this game is that makes me think that there's no way this game could actually exist. But that said, because the underlying portion is that all of these NPCs are actually AI generated, that maybe that's a feature that they have in then the game. Then this human person is creating new life to only instantly be murdered. Is that any more ethical? No, it's not. Okay. Absolutely not. No, no, no. But that's what the existential question that this movie eventually begs uh, is a big one when you think about it for yeah. that reason. How much did Razor pay to have their blade featured in that toilet stall? Oh, my God. Just him. And for those who don't know, the Razor blade is the laptop that Keys is using. It's got the three snake logo. Yeah. yeah, yeah, At the time of its release, that was a brand new, I think, or new-ish product. It's also entirely possible that production went to everybody and said, all right, this is how much money we have. What can you give us? Because I've been on the other side of that where um, that show looking on Showtime asked because they did a video game convention episode yeah. and they wanted some of our stuff. And I was just, I don't, they, they asked around BlizzCon. I was like, I don't have time for this shit. <laughs> There's so much product placement in this that it's, it's wild. Yep. Like all of the monitors are, are, these crazy gaming monitors that, yeah, it there there's there's a bunch of nonsense. There's a lot that they want you to just accept in this film, and I am not the audience member to do that. Yeah. <laughs> See, you and I are thinking about this way too. T- <laughs> we went into this going, all right. Let's I, just have fun with this and just rip it. We did the opposite. We took our brains into this movie both yeah. times we watched it, and we probably shouldn't have. Yeah, we probably should. We should have just sat back and said, look at look at look at Ryan Reynolds. Look at him. Let's, but I do want to unpack Guy's attraction to Molotov Girl, the character. Sure. Stay, stay with me for a minute, because mm-hmm. this is where I started to go a little off the rails. Guy is presumably made up of code inspired by Millie the person. Mm-hmm. He, he orders her coffee order. He likes the same song that she likes, and that's the trigger that makes him pay attention to her yes. as the player character. So as a character, Guy is made up of Millie-isms. Mm-hmm. Guy is attracted to Millie. Guy, thus, is an AI of narcissism. Okay, this is too weird. Vintage Mariah, bubblegum ice cream, and no swings. This is too weird. The same thing, too. Not the same thing. When I was younger, I was obsessed with swings. Growing up in my family, it was... You don't want to hear this. No. Oh, I want to hear everything. I mean, just the implication that that Millie or Molotov girl is literally attracted to herself. I mean, and falls in love with and herself, that's, and that's the inverse of it, right? Right, and and then the fact that, like, you know, we'll get to it at the end. But uh, Keys's whole thing was that he built he he. It was a love letter to her, yes. right? But like, which to a degree is the same message as Encanto. You don't Uh, always see yourself the way other people see you and the way other people see you could give you a clue to who you can be. I like that as a message, but when it's told this way, it feels a little skeezy. It kind of does a little bit because, because again, you're getting into that weird, like sort of, uh, again, narcissistic like behaviors of these of these characters right and then even as the ai starts to to go outside of itself and do things that are a little disconcerting this is a good thing no it's really bad Millie, his code it's thousands of times the size it should be we did it mills we we did it everything that we wanted to create it it actually happened 
Okay? Did you know that the NPCs have private lives? One of the baristas learned how to make a cappuccino through trial and error. I mean, that's really difficult. I can't even do that. I can't even froth my own oat milk in the morning. And, and, and the bombshell character in the game wrote a memoir that's a searing indictment of gender roles, the patriarchy. And I mean, it's a little preachy in parts, but overall, it's pretty good. I mean, Millie, we have to celebrate. No, this can't be happening. What are you talking about? This is what we've been no, working I for. I let him kiss me. But that's a little disconcerting, no? And then from there I jump, is this AI propaganda? Are we being sold the concept of AI the same way that those Boston Dynamics videos of those robot dogs looking real cute has <laughs> sold us on the idea of those, even though they're actively now being used by law enforcement professionals? Yes. Is this propaganda? I mean, probably. Am I scratching too deep? <laughs> that's <laughs> Well, but also, like, you know. Why the- can't I ever just enjoy a movie? There's no server that could that exists now that could possibly do that especially not a physical one which no we'll get to. Wh- which again takes me out of it a little bit because it's like it's not really what ai is ai no. in and of itself right now is just machine learning it has a data set that is is trained against something and then when you show it a external piece of information it can then try to categorize that thing and extrapolate from it exactly that's kind of where we're at right now right. and what we're able to do right now. Right. So like something like this is definitely still fantasy. Something like this is 21st century mannequin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Am I wrong? I God damn it. Now, I'm, now I'm thinking about this fucking detox <laughs> sitting on a stage with her purse open, frozen with her mouth they agape. They say we're crazy. What do they know? What do Let's talk about Antoine. Taika is playing what everyone thinks young asshole video game CEOs act like, and he's yes. doing it perfectly. That said, I want his whole first intro outfit. It's like <laughs> with a hoodie coat? with like the weird kind of um, maritime almost yes. peacoat lapels, but yes. also it's got a denim trench coat thing Hell happening. Yes. I literally want this is the I want that to be able to go it, outside and enjoy. It's got the kind cold of weather. like uh, what was his name um, that. Um, uh, Mo Hart was playing in Snatch Game. Billy Porter. Like, it's got a bit it's of a, a Billy Porter it, it's, it's vibe. Like a, yeah. It's like a skater punk Billy Porter vibe. For sure. And I love it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, he's just absolutely ridiculous. And we, his point about, you know, sequels and stuff. A, the whole first game doesn't go away when you make a sequel. It kind of sometimes does. World of Warcraft kind of does that. No. No, it doesn't. Isn't isn't the aren't they changing some of the world, but it doesn't overwrite everything. You know what I mean? You know what it is? It's Call of Duty. But still, the other Call of Duties exist. They do, but nobody plays. That doesn't matter. Clancy, the the thing that we're being told in this film is that Free City 2 is literally going to devour Free City 1 and overwrite all of the. Oh, you're absolutely right. Free City 2 or Free City 1 won't exist. And mm-hmm. that's the thing and why it, he eventually gets sued or whatever, because it's such a failure yeah. um, because he's effectively lied to consumers, potentially investors about what the game is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get there. Yeah. My point is, his analogy for sequels is fucking phenomenal. It is. Because it's this whole KFC, Albuquerque, Turkey nonsense. IPs and sequels. That is the thing that people want. Let me ask you a question. Okay. You love Kentucky Fried Chicken, right? Mm-hmm. No. If you love Kentucky Fried Chicken, and I made Kentucky Fried Chicken, and I know that you love Kentucky Fried Chicken, why would I make another restaurant called, uh, I don't know, Albuquerque Boiled Turkey? Okay? Mm-hmm. Makes mm-hmm. no sense, homie. No sense. What am I going to give you? A sequel. Kentucky Fried Chicken Chicken? 
part two. Uh, yum. Drop the deuce on him. And what's funny to me about this is, I wonder how many times Taika accidentally said kiwi for chicken, because that's the tagline for KFC in New Zealand. (laughs) I lived there for six months in college, and I saw a TV commercial that went, KFC, kiwi for chicken. And I asked out loud to my New Zealand roommates in the room, wait a minute. (laughs) Do y'all serve kiwi Kiwi? birds at KFC? (laughs) Oh, that's delightful. But I do want to kind of touch on this just a little bit too. Fortnite is very much a game as a service, right? It's evolving. They're doing these seasons. And as it evolves, they have literally flipped their entire map over and the entire game changes. Right. Yes. But it is still the same game. Your player character is still the same. The progress you've made is still the same. Which I feel like it might have been better if that's what was happening. But I I get why they did it. This is that they needed stakes. They needed a clock. They needed something like that. But again, that it kind of takes me out from it because they wouldn't have done that. Free City One would still be around. Yes. All right, shall we move on? We shall. Okay. Buddy helps Guy realize the impact he's had on his fellow NPCs means there must be more to their reality. And with Buddy's security guard connections, they enter the stash again and discover that the player who owns it is a fan of Guy and willing to give them the evidence they seek. With Guy's continued popularity threatening the launch of Free City 2, Antoine orders a reboot to wipe Guy's memories. Molotov Girl restores his sentience by kissing him, and he recalls the only remaining part of life itself and proof of Millie's source code. Antoine has Mouser try to kill the in-game characters, but his attempts are subverted by a live-streaming keys. So I do want to talk about the apartments in this a little bit. It's like they went to Ikea and picked out every gray and beige thing they could find and put it in there, which I guess makes sense because they're not really going to put that much effort into the inside of somebody's apartment in these games. I question the need for the developer to design housing for NPCs at all. As previously stated about Spider-Man, when you accidentally fly into those buildings, there's only people there if they're supposed to be. That's fair. And the inside is basically the same apartment repeated over and over. Like it would have been, uh, I think, funnier and even perhaps more meaningful if it was a bit more like Futurama with Fry and Bender in Bender's apartment. (laughs) The first time Fry went over. Let's see where to start. Okay. This is a TV area. That over there is the breakfast nook, and over here is where you'll be living, which is great, because till now it's just been wasted space. It's kind of cramped in here. I don't even have room to hang my clothes. Look, pal, you've only got one set of clothes, and you're not taking them off while I'm here. Or even in, like, Wreck-It Ralph, where they're in the surge protector, like some sort of other, like, off-mode, I don't know. It seems ambitious that developers would have gone, you know what, all of these NPCs, we need to go ahead and build them domiciles. It's fine, just use the same individual doodad assets to furnish them, but yeah. they all definitely need their own houses. But, like, the fact that he had a goldfish. Mm. If we're to believe that Guy's view is as accurate a representation as it can be of the 3D modeling that out-of-game people experience, a lot of code went into just that fish, and you're just... For sure. <laughs> you're losing me. You're losing me on it. Um, I will say that Buddy's speech is at least the big philosophical answer to what if this is all a simulation? Like people say, what if we're living in a simulation? Buddy's speech is the answer to that. It doesn't matter. But if you're not real, doesn't 
mean that nothing you do matters? What does that mean? Look, brother, I am sitting here with my best friend trying to help him get through a tough time, right? And even if I'm not real, this moment is right here, right now. This moment is real. I mean, what's more real than a person trying to help someone they love? Now, if that's not real, I don't know what is. The interpersonal, interhuman connections. Right. The things that you have a mutual agreement with uh, in the, with the person in the room, that's real. This podcast, regardless of whether or not anything happens with this, after you and I send this out into the ether, you and I are having a real moment right now. Yeah, for sure. I think that even extends to, uh, I really like that guys expression of reality and AI extends to that one uh, woman who literally is just an accessory for a player. And he's like, you know what? Men are trash. Maybe you like ladies. And she's like, maybe I do. You can do so much better than that guy. You, You could be with like a good guy. Or maybe I don't have to be with any guy. Right, exactly. Most of them are awful. They really are. Terrible. Yeah, do whatever you want to do. And just the idea. And then she goes off and writes a whole, like, manifesto. And I'm instantly thinking about, like, if I'm playing The Sims, which, again, is another, like, this has already been done. Yeah. And has been done since I was in high school. Um, Just a Sim suddenly deciding to become a lesbian novelist. Like, I'm pretty sure that happens in the current (laughs) version of The Sims. If you just sit back and watch them go. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, But to your point screen saving screen capping whatever the video evidence what game saves video clips within the game such that they are accessible by other users doesn't happen they're localized it doesn't i mean i guess it makes sense that they would be in his stash i'm like his stash is his Once own again. thing but the other but the other thing the other thing that gets me this entire uh, millie should be screen recording her computer the entire fucking time she's in this because truly, right. if she it's wa- all evidence, right? Because if she all she has is a recording of it, and she says, "Oh, look, there's my game in this game," that's evidence. And you save it, and it's time stamped, and then like it can be corroborated by the other. Yeah, like it's right. It's just it, we're it, scratching too hard. But, this this movie was for for less critical audiences. Sure. Than us. Also, forty eight hours before a sequel doesn't sequel launch doesn't look like this. This is too calm. No, far too calm. Forty eight hours before a sequel, not at all. And also the mom don't touch my special sock. Of course, we've got a masturbation joke in here. Oh yeah, that whole so Ch- Channing Tatum's player, played by Maddie Carteropel, who's from like Stranger Things and uh, series of unfortunate events. Tim and Eric's bedtime stories. He did some comedy Bang Bang. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's and he's got this dry deadpan it's goofery. So, it's so and it's kind of perfect that like that's who this player is, and it just makes and you know what sense. he's my age. Oh my god! Playing twenty-two in this movie. This picture on Wikipedia of him makes him look like Michael Sarah in a bad way. <laughs> but my point is, is this guy could be me if I had kept trying to act. Oh, Wh- whatever. I'm not going to go down that road. He he plays Keith to perfection. He fucks the sock. That's what we're getting here. Yes. And, uh, cameo by Tina Fey as his mom, who insists that there is no God. But no, I can't say that. It's not like a. Sorry, right. I'll say it myself. You know what time it is? No. It's crime time. Mom! Mom! Are you serious with the vacuum right now? You really have to do that here? I'm saying my catchphrase. Everybody's watching. God! You're 22 living in my house. There is no God. Sorry, guy. Thank you, Mr. Buttons. We're gonna, we're gonna go. 
I absolutely love that. That's you never see her face, and she's just credited as vacuum mom. But like fucking Tina Fey, my God, truly, truly. Thank you. So they do this server reboot and knock literally every player offline, which again is something that just wouldn't happen and, and would get you in trouble. This is where we start making news. This is where things would start making headline news. Like if Fortnite crashed worldwide and people couldn't get in. 48 hours before their other game is supposed 48 to 48 hours before that. This is when we'd start seeing global news about whatever's happening in the game. Right. It's just what must a player be thinking at that point? Yeah. Never mind that an NPC has been going wild. Never mind that any number of players have had their HUDs removed. Now, all of a sudden, the, the game is rebooted, and when it comes back, all of the NPCs are hiding. Right. And, and it, takes, it takes her kissing him again to reawaken him to, to his full potential, mm-hmm. which is the inverse of what he was doing to the AI in the world. And it, it's, all, it's all because of you, perfect dream girl. But at least we address gun violence. Yeah, so they they have this big town meeting where all the NPCs gather. They're at this place where we've, you know, in the course of the movie, when Guy and Molotov Girl had a date, it's like there's no quests over there. Yeah, so there's no, no one's going to know to go look there. So when the servers come back up, they're like, where's everybody at? Right. Uh, <laughs> they start making a thing about how, you know, the outside, how the outside world is 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 different than in here and how the fat man will finally be able to put his arms down and, and all that. And then it gets to, you know, what gun violence. And she's like, no, no, gun no violence. it's actually a really big problem. People. What if our world doesn't have to be so scary? What if we can change it? Millie, how many times a day are the banks robbed in your world? Hardly ever guy. What about corpses? Millie, you see what? a lot of those. How many an hour? None per hour guy. What about gun violence? See a lot of gun violence in your world? Actually, that's a big problem, Guy. It's a massive problem. I didn't see that coming. It's true. It really sucks. And to their credit, earlier they made the comment about white privilege. Mm-hmm. Some kind of MIT genius indie game designer. What are you doing down here dealing with complaints? That Mouser is a long and pathetic story involving failed dreams, desperation, and a mountain of college debt. You do not want to hear about that. You're absolutely right. That story sounds horrible and boring and full of white privilege. Don't talk to Antoine. So at least we're doing these things. He also had that one line about the one girl was like, oh, you, you know, you can make whatever kind of co- coffee you want. Green tea boba. And then somebody's like, fuck yes, right next to you. I need more in my life than drip coffee. I want to make a cappuccino. A goddamn difference in the world. Much, much better. And a green tea boba. Holy shit. That's right. You go, girl. They're so excited to be able to do anything but what's expected of them. And right. I like that idea as a message, too. Exactly. Because it goes back to that very first scene of it when you're deviating from the norm and you feel so much more threatened by that difference because of the way people are reacting to you. And now everybody's like, I want to be different too. I like that. And they're empowered to do that. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. So then after this, they, they, they're doing a car chase through free city. Cause right? they have to get to the Island. Right? right. Cause they're like, we've got to get to the beach. They realize he did. He deleted the physical location of their original game, but not the reflections of it. Correct. They know that it's off the beach somewhere and they're just they're, past they're, the they're trying to get there. They're going into this God mode. They're like, literally pushing these buildings together to stop yeah. these players. Very it's Fortnite-esque. Like, when Keith could just, if he is in a dev build, yeah. in a GM mode, he could just teleport them. 
He could do that. Or clip them through the buildings, whatever. Literally but also, pick them up and drag them. But also, and again, this is this is that point where they're like, she's spoofing her account. We can't kick her out of the game. The only way to do it is to kick everyone out of the right. game. Again, again, it's just it doesn't like, make any sense. No, you know where that IP is coming from. You block the IP, and then suddenly they don't have access anymore. Okay, it, this is where I started to get a uh, little bit of hackers vibes from this movie. I was like, yeah. "That's already dated." And That's not how this works. And they're doing this all from a keyboard. I'm sorry if you are literally creating geometry. You're using a mouse to like draw the geometry. Right. You're not fucking keyboard jockey whatever and if you're nonsense. trying to track a specific player like that i don't know that you're doing it from a single pc you're probably doing it from like a genoc or something where it's exactly uh, and they would have had the ability and they would have had the ability to just cut it off yeah it just it, it doesn't it doesn't make any sense i it's, mean but can we talk about can we talk about the, the girl that is like a, a head of the art department okay her i love only credited as art nerd My give her a, she's clearly the head uh, she's a producer or an art director or something give her a name art nerd you know who she's played by destiny claymore mccottrell you did it you look good doing it and you're Hell one yeah. of the most realistic people in this game because that is exactly how an art producer would react to that video game exec. Antoine, is there something there? Screw it. Art notes. Time for dude. We're still working on him. I worked on him myself. He's perfect. Drop in dude now. Just do it. He's got like half a brain. He's barely written, but sure. Start the upload. Thank you, Destiny for bringing some reality to this film. Yeah, absolutely. She's she's the hero. She's the real hero. <laughs> that and it took digging in IMDb to figure out yeah. because she's credited as art nerd. But Which in I, that digging, you yeah. know what I have just realized? Hmm. Those two foul mouthed girls. Yeah, they're the director's daughters. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought who would let their little girl say motherfucker? Of course, it's the director. That's absolutely delightful. All right, shall we close this out? We shall. Antoine fires keys and sends Dude, a muscular, unfinished version of Guy, developed for Free City 2, into the game. Initially overwhelmed, Guy puts his sunglasses on Dude, distracting him and allowing Guy to reach the island. In a last-ditch attempt to stop Guy, Antoine begins smashing the game servers with a fire axe, erasing Buddy in the process, as well as firing Mauser when he objects. Before he can destroy the final server, Millie offers a deal to abandon her claims in exchange for the last server. Antoine accepts, and the game's inhabitants are saved. Without Millie and Keys' support, Free City 2 is a catastrophic failure at launch, with Antoine arrested for theft and criminal damage. Keys, Mauser, and Millie release free life using their recovered code, including Guy, Dude, and the other Free City characters. In the game, Guy reveals to Millie that his code is in fact a love letter from, from Keys. Millie's leaves the game, and she and Keys share a kiss. Meanwhile, Guy reunites with Buddy, and they begin to live their own lives, hopefully as homosexual partners. <laughs> let's let's start with this boss battle. Miss Destiny, the art nerd, says that he has half a brain and barely written. And I would contend yeah. that uh, an NPC dropped in like that would not perform near as well as do does. Oh, half a sure. brain and barely written, written would be punching a wall that it couldn't walk away from. <laughs> but I digress. You know, the, the, we we talked a little bit earlier about like how you sort of give the gra like the the VFX a little bit of a pass because yes, it's his face on this bodybuilder 
uh, is Uncanny Motherfucking Valley. I, but it's supposed to be, I think. And but when that's, you, the, that's the point. And go into the works. extras, watch the 15-minute mini documentary about how they film the scene and with the body double because he's phenomenal. I've got more details on him later. But as an individual, he looks so much nicer oh, yeah. than he does with Ryan Reynolds' faces <laughs> based on top because of Because Ryan Reynolds' tiny head on... <laughs> On that bodybuilder is ridiculous faces. It's just nonsense. Terrifying. Uh, and, it ju- and the man, bless him, he's put a lot of work into that body. Yeah. But he looks like a smaller man trying to crawl out of a larger man's body. <laughs> he's got those traps. He's got those gigantic cat sized co- traps. Cobra traps. Cobra, cobra traps. <laughs> cobra traps. My goodness. <laughs> But yeah, pretty sure abruptly ending your game as a service this publicly would get you sued out the wazoo. Mm-hmm. So like, I think that's probably more important than the property damage because you've just said, no, never mind. This thing that you've paid for that we have an agreement, a EULA on, yeah. um, you know, an end user license agreement, terms of service, et cetera, um, that you're just terminating. Yeah, that's a lawsuit we need to happen in multiple countries. And I don't know how Tsunami as a studio survives. Right. It, it's it's kind of, it, it again, it's wild that A, you wouldn't want any bad press about your previous game coming out a few days before your one. 48 hours before your sequel launch. Right. It doesn't, that just doesn't make any sense. You, you would want, and, and especially for somebody that's as concerned about money as Antoine is, you would think that he'd be smart enough to know that, hey, I don't want to have this sort of bad right. press. Right. That yeah. said, I do love the objectification uh, that this male form gets. Oh, yes. Because, like, Buddy's reaction is, let me feel your titties. And he is <laughs> jiggling them. And it is. Having such a blast. This is why I think Buddy and Guy end up in a relationship. And if yes. we get a sequel. Yes, 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 If yes. we get a sequel, they better be together. Ooh, I'll be so mad if they're not. Who is this? I don't know. He's glorious. <laughs> I mean, he's just like you, but way better. <laughs> way, way better. Thank you. No, it's not a compliment. I wouldn't touch him if I were you, buddy. I, mean, I don't think I should touch him. You don't mind, do you? Because I'm your buddy, too. I think he's going to hit you. He punches so hard, but yet his hands are so soft. Be strong. Okay, bye. Hey, it's like I'm a feather to him. <laughs> Oh my God, Ryan, if you're listening, which I know you are, they need to be the idea, so derailing. The idea that he is, no, just, I was so caught off guard by the idea that Ryan Reynolds might actually be listening to this right now. <laughs> Good night. I hope not. Oh, I, it, I, hi, if you are. Oh, no, nah, I need a Xanax. This is making me worry. Um, moving on. Talk about fan service and like Disney coming in because apparently Disney bought or, or this whole merger this happened happening during the in merger, the middle yes. of it. and. When that happened, Ryan Reynolds and and the directors, uh, Sean Levy, went to Disney and just asked, hey, can we use a lightsaber and Captain America? They asked, for all of, they asked for all of these ridiculous things. And Disney just said, sure. Yes. Yeah. And then and they never got, mind that Chris Evans shows up as Chris Evans. Oh, my God. To have, to have a what fucking reaction to it. This is so good. Oh, shit, that's a death blow. Get up! Mom, he's coming in with a death blow! Get up, guy. What the shit? My God, I just... And again... 
this is like when I, I remember being in the movie theater and fucking exclaiming. This was such a fun, fun moment. The 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 extreme nitpickiness of my approach to this film, yeah, is tempered by moments like this. Exactly, it sort of melts a little bit of that away, and you're like, this is absolutely fun, and it and it's a fun, fun movie. The usage of streamers to legitimize what's yeah. happening throughout. Who can reasonably live in a fiction? These aren't people sure. who are actors. It's hard sometimes for content creators and for people that you want to bring in to make your world, your fake world real. And it sometimes adds some legitimacy. It yeah. does. Sometimes it's hard for those folks to match the level of what's going on around. Correct. They did a great job with this choice of streamers, but I, I could care less about Ninja. And that's all I'll say about that. But Pokimane was precious, adorable. I love her so much. But again, we had what five dude streamers, five like uh, high profile dude streamers, and just Pokimane. <laughs> when Pokemon. we know that there are other other streamers who identify as women who are just as big as some of these other fellows who Absolutely. probably could have benefited even more from the exposure. A fucking drag queen. We could have had that. Whatever. We could have had Deer. I love Deer. Never mind. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. But we talked about detox earlier. She's started to stream. Yes. Anyway, anyway. You know, they're building this bridge and then Antoine decides that the only way to stop this is by going to smashing the servers, which now. Break this down hey, for us, Clancy. I, I've got three points. First point. No game studio is going to be serving their entire worldwide audience from one data center. That's not the way this works, especially with an MMORPG that requires the latency as low as they need it to be. For real-time voice chat to be happening, it can't all be happening in this one small server space. And even at the time that this game was developed, outside of multiple data centers, a good portion of this would have been cloud-based. Exactly. It would have been in a data center in the fucking desert somewhere where there's just a fat internet connection that is going in and out. And it's not reliant on the building that they work in. You also wouldn't be running the servers in that sense, like where they were parted out like that. You have no idea where all that data is being stored. These servers are serving different purposes. That A took me out and it just B, if you really understand how servers are built, generally the stuff that's actually doing anything other than the hard drives are usually located in the back. Well, and why are all of the employees watching what's happening in the stream as the world gets deleted? Surely they would also have some understanding that their boss is downstairs scratching the yes. servers. But also, why are security still listening also, to him when he's destroying prod? But also, backups, offsite backups. All of this shit Cloud would be backups. backed up. Everything, every single piece of data is backed up somewhere else. So the fact that it's there, all of their eggs are in that one. Like what happens if there's a fire in the building? Honestly, their that, game is gone. That should have been, that should have been the coup. He should have smashed the final server. And then she just should have been like, oh, I got the backup already. And then middle finger and then walk out as the cops arrest him. For that sure. That would have been a better ending to this. I am. I'm honestly pretty sure that security, like I said, would have been stopping the guy who's destroying servers. If it were a private company, that might've been a different thing, but. They did, mean, they had investors. I mean, maybe, but yeah, investors aboard something. Right. Bonkers. My point is, we get life itself. They create this game. Mm -hmm. I think it's Mouser who says... Amazing. Who would have thought that so many people would just want to watch video game characters instead of shoot at them? Hmm. Hmm. Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're pretty cute when you brag. 
you're literally describing The Sims. Wait, oh, people are just watching AI interact. Yes, that's what that's that's what but you're also the Sims is. You've been doing it for twenty years. You're describing Twitch. You're describing you're describing all of these platforms where it's people that don't really want to play the game but want to watch a video and, game and like watching yeah. entertaining people be entertaining playing right. video games. It's not a yeah. novel concept anymore. I'm knocking on the door of forty. <laughs> You know what I mean? Yeah. Like it's not. I, I don't know. And I like I, I like to think I like to. to think that this game has a sort of like romanticism of what video games should be, and or like, even what AI should be. I will say at sure. least it's entertaining to watch. Like it's got good visuals. Ryan Reynolds is great. I yeah. just I've clearly missed the point. But right there at the end, they basically both admitted to writing dudes. Yeah, they say it. Man, I love it here. <laughs> like that, a couple days ago, I wrote a sentai. Now, it might sound weird. I took a piggyback rap on a half dude and a half horse. Whatever the sentai is, I did it. <laughs> I wrote a dude too. Friendly gesture. So friendly. Come on, bring it in. Are we going to hug? I'm coming for you. No, you're not. I'm coming yes, for you. Yes, I am. You come here. You come I'm coming in. I'm really in. I'm really in. I'm not. Buddy, I missed you. So where's the bank? There is no bank. So what do we do? Whatever we want. And then they walk, Buddy and Guy walk off into the sunset together. Yeah. So are they going to go ride each other? I hope do so. we get this in the sequel? Please, I please, hope so. Please, 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 thank you. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about the budget and stuff like that yeah. with this. Uh, so this was made for a hundred and hundred to one hundred and twenty-five million. Yeah. So always a question. Yeah. It made three hundred and thirty-one million, uh, which is pretty Worldwide. great. Yeah. For during the pandemic. Not too shabby. Made its money back. Critics are at 80% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Matthew Monagle from the Austin Chronicle said that uh, this is no uh, Ernest Klein novel. Our emotional connection to the world and its characters goes far beyond the level of pop culture references. Sure. Yeah. The pop culture references help. They do. And he gave it a three out of five. So, I mean, it was favorable. Sure. And then we got Christy Lemire from Film Week, which is uh, NPR LA. This is really derivative, but I had a good time and laughed a lot more than I thought I would. If you are a fan of Ryan Riddle, Reynolds, you get a lot of him here. He's It's riddled with Ryan Reynolds. It's r- f- chock full of Ryan Reynolds, <laughs> which is great. Audiences gave it a 94%. A 94 to the critics, 80%. And what do we got here? We've got Nate C. just an hour ago. I don't know if he'll catch this podcast, but he gave it two stars. It's just eh, cringy, funny, not a great story, not enough payoff. Nate expected as much from this film as I did. Yeah, a little bit. But Lev H said that this was the best freaking movie he's ever seen. And that was five hours. It ago. actually says this was the best freaking I have ever seen. I don't know that Lev saw the same movie. We uh-oh, did. <laughs> uh-oh. But yeah, it seems like audiences enjoyed it. It made money. It's got some award situations yeah. on the people's choice. It won comedy movie of 2021. It also Ryan Reynolds was nominated for both the male movie star and movie and the comedy, comedy movie, movie star. star for people's choice. Yeah. And then for the Academy Awards, which hasn't happened yet, but uh, it's nominated for best visual effects. Good. As we mentioned, there's a crap ton of cameos in this movie. Yeah, Go ahead and go through them. Oof. Um, we've got Jack Septicai, Ninja, Pokimane, Dan TDM and Laserbeam, who in the film provide commentary on guy from their respective YouTube and Twitch channels. Yep. We've got Chris Evans. Good Morning America host Laura Spencer um, and the late Jeopardy host Alex Trebek, yeah. who all make cameos as themselves sort of doing their thing mm-hmm. in reaction to Free Guy. Um, well, it's a different actress playing the vacuuming mom. It's Tina Fey's voice. Which is 
absolutely delightful. And then the masked avatar that's in the alley that's like giving uh, Millie the map. Yes. That's Hugh Jackman. Yeah. And one of the bank robbers is The Rock. (laughs) And you remember when we get that silhouetted gamer? Yeah. That's John Krasinski. Of course it is. Uh, Reynolds provides the voice and facial capture, as we mentioned, for Dude, but his actor is bodybuilder Aaron W. Reed. We will link his Insta in the show notes. Absolutely. Good Lord. He is a six foot seven inches tall drink of water and weighs approximately 300 pounds compared to Ryan Reynolds, six foot two, 190 frame. Yeah. Bananas. In August 12th, 2021, uh, the dude became a purchasable, purchasable outfit in Fortnite. I think we talked about this a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, like uh, it, you could also unlock uh, an, an emote with Reynolds voice, which is also pretty rad. And then just before um, the movie's marketing team created all these parody posters in the style of other games, including Mario 64, Minecraft, Among Us, Grand Theft Auto Vice City, Mega Man, Street Fighter 2, Doom, Animal Crossing, New Horizons. It's it's pretty rad. I saw a few of them. They are neat. It was great marketing. Yeah. And then on August 14th, following the film's successful first day box office gross, Reynolds confirmed Disney wanted a sequel. That's awesome. And again, I'm here for it as long as Buddy and guy they are fucking mr reynolds if you're nasty and listening <laughs> yes make them be a queer cut co- an interracial queer video game ai couple there's no reason not to absolutely you've already shown the benefits of this relationship between the two of them clearly buddy has an affinity not just for guy but for big beefy men whose titties he wants to slap mm-hmm. let's make these men gay please they're just i mean they're just computer characters why does it matter yeah Uh, and that's where i'm at in the notes it says final thoughts banter i think we've covered it we think we we have have an understanding of where we are with this film for sure i would i would definitely recommend seeing this if you haven't seen it it's a fun it's a fun movie as long as you don't take it super seriously like we did um (laughs) but uh I would say it's literally our job, but for sure. But, but again, it was, it was definitely, it a, was a romp. We enjoyed seeing it in theater. And, and guess what? It's on multiple streaming platforms. Seriously. So you do not have to pay for it. Unless if you're already paying for the streaming service, which you probably are, if you're listening to this, it's on HBO as well. And maybe even Hulu. But you know what? If you like to look at Ryan Reynolds, mm. if you like to watch Channing Tatum, do the snake man, I, I'm just saying I just, there's nuggets here. Channing Tatum. If you're listening there's some sweet, sweet nuggets I'd like to get my mouth yes. around. Yeah. Also, my face is available. Okay. And <laughs> so we- you can find the show on social media yes. <laughs> and on Spot on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Yes. Uh, you can also, uh, if you have any like comments or whatever, you can email us at uh, submissions at nonpluspod.com. And as always, we'd love it if you would rate, review, and subscribe. Also, we have a Patreon. I don't think we've mentioned the Patreon in ages. Patreon.com slash making mischief, where you can get bonus content from shows all across the network, including yeah. us. We mo- mostly do audio. Um, check that out. There's a Discord channel. We've been a little bit more active in there lately. We have it's been. been fun yeah. to have some chats in there. Um, and yeah, that's that's all I got. <laughs> all right. I'm tuckered. Well, that over there is my tuckered husband, Josh. And that over there is my pluckered husband, Clancy. What did you just call me? <laughs> and we are non-plus. So non-plus. So non-plus. Uh, gonna go to bed with dreams of Ryan Reynolds' sugar plums dancing in my head. And I'm gonna go to bed with Channing Tatum's ass on my face. <laughs> I don't know how, how many more times I need to say this. <laughs>
Bye. Activity of it all like the wank sock the, the special woman that he programmed he always <laughs> <laughs> and then i'm laughing that i can't control my cough <clears throat> i'll get there that's my husband ladies and gentlemen <laughs> the heteronormal normal <laughs> the heteronormal timidity of i can't even i'm just gonna skip it because i can't say heteronormativity without heteronormal no it's heteronormativity when i'm not trying to make my point i can say the word but when i'm trying to make the point as scripted i can't say the word remember get an extra 20 percent off your 50 dollars subscription to knowable with code nonplussed and enjoy hundreds of hours of educational content ad free just download the knowable app and use the code nonplussed for 20 percent off your subscription again download the knowable app and use code nonplussed when subscribing for 20 percent off knowable comprehensive podcast style audio courses for the curious mind and for cutie patooties like you oh